where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skill team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. He's former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to talk to another superstar. He is Danny Mack. He's the host of Scoops with Danny Mac weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. Dan, how you doing, man? Another superstar. Just ask me. <laughs> I don't even have to ask You're you, Dan. You're a superstar, Danny Mac. You know that, Oh, brother. yeah. Thanks, Rivs. Really means a lot coming from you, too. <laughs> Not sure how to take that, but uh, thank you, I think. So, Dan, we talked about this a little bit in the crossover. I want to I want to continue on this line of thinking because the Cardinals are in a numbers crunch right now, and it's going to help that they've got all these double headers coming up. But we, we talked about Tommy Edmond and Brad Miller, what they're going to do with that at third base and what they're going to do with this crowded outfield. What, what do you think all of this means for Matt Carpenter and his playing time in the near future? Well, Miller's got a DH, and if one of the outfielders steps up, those outfielders have to play. And because of what you're talking about, uh, Tommy Edmonds got to play too, and he's starting to get hot. So um, it could mean a curtailed playing time for Matt Carpenter, but the, the schedule's going to benefit him. And the way that Mike has been using the schedule is that to keep guys fresh, they're all in and out of the lineup. And I, I think it was to the detriment of the defense because there wasn't a regular defense out there. I think it did hurt their infield defense, not their outfield defense. So I, I think Carpenter plays because you're going to have to rest guys, you know, at, at certain times, and he, he's got to play. Now, you do have the off day on Thursday. We'll see what the lineup looks like tonight. Maybe some of the veterans rest. Although this is a chance to get separation between yourself and Cincinnati and really get some good separation there and, and keep pace with the Cubs. So all those things are options right now for the Cardinals and they're good problems to have, you know, especially if somebody like one of the outfielders steps up. But again, BK, I, I think your, your question is a valid one. I really do. All right, Danny, a lot of baseball certainly going to be squeezed in for the Cardinals this year. We know that. And the fact that they get an off day is is pretty incredible. But after that, we know it's a sprint for them. And my question is, when you look at that and you talk about specifically, you know, it's going to be a lot of baseball. Guys are going to be in. Guys are going to be out. Do you think that that helps John Mosaylock and Mike Schilt figure out who they've got moving forward, and or do you think it hurts because you don't have steady game after game after game and you're kind of moving pieces around all the time? I think that the hardest thing is is trying to just make sure you fill the innings with your pitching. Now, it would have been really tough and was really tough initially when you came back after the 17-day layoff and trying to cover innings and guys weren't stretched out. That was really hard, really hard. Um, I thought Brad Miller put it best after the game yesterday when he said, we're playing with house money. 
as a hitter, you're playing with house money. And I, I think as a team, in a way, you're playing with house money. And, and Mo has said, hey, we're, we're just happy to be playing baseball. So to answer your question, Rivs, I think with guys getting stretched out now, not to say it's easy, I just think it's easier because Wayno can go deeper into games. Uh, Kim can give you a deeper start. Oviedo can give, uh, give you a deeper start. So when you're playing these seven-inning games, there's no reason to think that these guys can't give you a complete game. They are defined by their pitching. There, there's no doubt about that. This team is not defined by their offense. They're not defined by their defense. It's been poor at times. They're defined by their pitching. So their pitching is going to keep them in games. It's going to keep them uh, in the race. So I, I think it gets easier in that regard. And, and again, I, I want to use that term loosely. It's not easy with all these doubleheaders they have coming up. The next two weeks, um, it's brutal. It's a brutal stretch of baseball. It's not easy, uh, even though I'm using that term. It's just easier to handle because guys are stretched out, and you have Carlos Martinez coming back. So how do you how do you figure this out? I think, like we were talking about earlier, you got to mix and match. You got to give some of your veterans a rest, um, and you got to figure out just you know trying to keep guys as fresh as you can. It's not an easy thing to do, but they're going to have to find a way to do it. Dan, I'm glad you brought up the starting pitching because that's what I wanted to get to with you next. The last four starts that the Cardinals have had, a 1.4 ERA, a whip, walks, hits, innings pitched of less than .8 in the last 26 innings. So four <laughs> starts, 26 innings, that's damn good. They now have the second best starting pitching ERA in the major leagues, the first best in the national leagues among their starting pitching. We said coming into the year, this was going to be what their identity was, their starting pitching. I think we now know for sure four of them. Flaherty, Wayno, Hudson, KK. Who do you expect to be that fifth guy? I know Oviedo's getting that start tonight. Do you think he can take control of that fifth spot in the starting rotation? Well, he'll get a shot. You know, Ponce did not take control of that. And then the other guy will be Carlos, and he'll be the fifth de facto guy. Or, you know, Oviedo is going to be in there with all the doubleheaders coming up. You know, Kim, since the ERA became an official stat, which I believe was 1913 is the only left-handed pitcher with a lower ERA over his first four career starts uh, since Fernando Valenzuela, who had a .25. How good is that? I mean, that's that's incredible. And I was looking at some numbers last night. BK, I know you love to get into numbers, too. As a further point to just how good their pitching has been, when they score first, they are 9-2. and two. That's the highest winning percentage in the National League second best in all of Major League Baseball because the pitching is so good. So if you give these guys a lead, they keep it. And and that is something to keep in mind. If they get a lead, the pitching holds the lead. So the offense now is starting to pick it up again. And this team looked really tired, really tired on, on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Saturday was a tough loss. The Wayno start, I think, you know, you can't overlook it just what it meant to him personally, but what it did for the team, you know, it was just a pick me up when they needed it. So it was a pick me up on the pitching staff and just a pick me up as a whole. Now they've gone into that Cincinnati series and, and think about what the Cardinals offense has done as opposed to what the Reds have done. The last three games, um, the Cardinals offense, 30 runs scored the Reds pitching in their last three games, 33 runs allowed. And I, I really thought the Reds pitching would define them too. It hasn't. And the Cardinals have taken advantage of that, and now they got a chance at a sweep tonight. Yeah, Danny, we talk. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier today 
about Dylan Carlson and you talk about, you know, guys looking tired and maybe needing a little bit of a rest. He uh, he got the he got the night off last night. And I'm just wondering, and we talked about it here earlier. Do you think maybe another night off and giving him a full three days to kind of reset himself might be something that Mike Schilt considers? Just a reset for him mentally. Uh, and, and we talked about for the veterans, too. Now, you're running out of time. It's September 2nd, and it is a race to the finish, only a 60-day season. But it's a young kid, and so you give him the day off tonight. You got the day off tomorrow. It's a mental reset, and I, I do think it's a valid point. And you, you still want to get Bader in there, O'Neal, and Thomas. Thomas had a double last night. He had an outfield assist. He had a walk last night. Um, and he still deserves to get a little bit of a run. So it wouldn't surprise me if he plays tonight. And as we've talked about, you know, the Cardinals, one way to get some of these young guys at bats, especially if they have a lead, their best defensive outfield is having some combination of that group in there, which does include Dylan Carlson. Dylan Carlson, through his struggles offensively, has handled his defensive responsibilities wherever it's been, left, center, or right, very well. He's, he's made some really good plays and gotten good jumps and throws, a couple of outfield assists. So he's done that part well. Bader's elite defensively. Thomas can handle it. And I think O'Neill has been fine in left field, even though he had one misplay um, in, in the series uh, homestand last week. So that is one way to get those guys at bats and, and somehow to keep them sharp. But to your original point, uh, Rivs, it, it might be the best thing to do. Just give him three days off, reset, and then and get set back uh, when you go into Wrigley this weekend. Final question that I've got for you. We're talking with Danny Mack, the Cardinals broadcaster here on 101 ESPN. I was looking stuff up about the, the offense last night because, of course, whenever they go through such an offensive outburst, you kind of start looking at some of those things. I, I came across the fact that the Cardinals lineup is now 11th in baseball and weighted runs created plus. Now, for anybody that's not into the numbers, that basically means what's their offensive production and you weight it for the ballpark factor. So when you're playing right. in a pitcher's park, how much does that affect it? And you weight it for those sorts of things. Right on the outside of the top 10 looking in right now, Dan, have we overstated a little bit the struggles of this offense? And, and how good can this offense be, in your opinion? Well, I, I think Miller is has helped it. I, I think we overlook just how good he has been. You know, we knew he had pop with 92 career home runs now. Now, 30 of those 92 came in one season, and seven runs batted in. That's, uh, you know, that that's a lot in one game, obviously, in 11 total bases. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good. You know, the last five Cardinals to do that prior to Miller were Carpenter, Beltron, Ankeel, Roland, Big Mac. Albert never did it. But and, and Goldschmidt is the league's uh, eighth lowest strikeout rate, is, and he's also got the league's highest walk rate. So those two guys in the middle should not be overlooked at, at the combination, to your point, of what they're doing. And so I think a lot of the frustrations with the offense get looked at, let's say, with Carpenter, and I think they get looked at that O'Neill after a good start, um, he has not been producing. But don't overlook what Dexter Fowler is doing. Fowler has been very good. Um, don't overlook at what, you know, Yadier Molina is doing with runners in scoring position. He's fifth best in the National League right now. Um, don't overlook the fact that Colton Wong was four for four by the fifth inning last night. Now he's picked it up. Now he had a rough homestand, but he's starting to pick it up. So now you're getting the guy at the top of the order to kind of get in front of the guys in the middle. So to your point, BK, I think we, we over uh, accentuate some of the negatives that are happening with the lineup, but, that we're taking for granted maybe 
and I, maybe I'm, I'm making the point for you, but I think we're taking for granted the guys that are really good. We're taking them for granted. They're really good. And we're also taking for granted how good they've been with the bases loaded. And they're coming up with the bases loaded a lot, a lot. And maybe we put too many eggs in the basket of Dylan Carlson. He came up with a ton of uh, plate appearances with runners on and didn't produce. Now, that's changed a little bit at the end of the homestand. Didn't come through early on. But, you know, some of these guys are producing, and don't overlook them. They're doing a good job. So you're going to have some of those lulls in the middle of the lineup at times, but some of those guys are producing, and so don't overlook them. They're, they're doing a fairly good job. And now DeYoung is starting to hit a little bit too. And if they can get the, you know, a handful of these guys going, they're going to be just fine with the pitching that they're getting. Dan, Brad Miller currently has a better OPS than Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado. <laughs> Wow. Better OPS than some of the best players in baseball. It's ridiculous. So you're saying that they're going to get the statue going. I, they're already working on I mean, the, the statue. On it. They, need yeah. to get his, they need to get it ready in Cooperstown. He needs the bus to be ready. This is ridiculous. Is Dan- the, the ball that he hit down the right field line last night was just destroyed. I thought he yanked it into like the, the river. But I thought he hit it about 30 feet foul, and they went off the foul pole, and I looked at Jimmy. We're in a studio together, and his eyes were like saucers. His gasp <laughs> when he heard it was incredible. <laughs> he was like, whoa! He was like, holy smokes! He it, tattooed that thing. It was amazing. Dan, we're yeah. looking forward to hearing you on the call once again tonight. 540 first pitch, Cardinals versus the Reds. Cards looking for the sweep. Uh, quietly, they are kind of putting the Reds a little bit at, at a distance right now. So it would be interesting to see what they're able to do tonight. We're looking forward to hearing you on the call. We always enjoy having you on the show. Thanks so much for the time today, Dan. Great to be with you guys. Thanks. You got it. That's Dan McLaughlin joining us here on 101 ESPN.